Um, but yeah, so welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm very happy to be here on your podcast. I'm Sweet. excited. Yeah, we kind of, uh, I don't, when, okay, when was the last time? I know we saw each other at Castles and Coasters. That's when I finally got your number after knowing you for like 10 years. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but then when did we, when did we last see each other? Cause you went on a mission, right? And I was on a mission and then obviously we knew each other in high school, kind of. I mean, you were a little bit younger than me, but yeah, you know, I knew Dason. So, but when, when was, when did we kind of like reconnect? I don't even remember exactly. Um, I remember, I think it was at like one of the YSA events at the Interstate Center. We were playing volleyball or something, and I saw you and Dallin. Oh, that's right. That's and then we were right. like hanging out, like, what's up, brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's what I remember. I think it was the, maybe the Hawaiian one. I don't know. Oh, the luau. The luau, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The luau. Freak. That yeah, was, was crazy. That was fun. That was a good yeah. time. I don't know why they did that. Normally, they, they do it outside, like the past few years, mm-hmm. and then they did it inside this time, which was who knows? Is okay, but like, yeah. I thought it was better outside. I, I thought the food was great. Then I'd never gone before, so it, oh, it, was, okay. fun. it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, the food was good. It was good. It was hard. I feel like the uh, um, the dancing stuff, like the performances by the the, the fire dancers, or the, I guess they didn't do fire dancing, but they did um, just like Polynesian dancing, right? Yeah. Um, I think in the past they did that. It was outside, so mm-hmm. I think it, I feel like it was a little bit better when it was outside because it just felt like a little because it was also awkward. All of us like on those bleachers. I don't know. It's just like the vibe was different. Um, than previous years, but so whoever plans that event, put it outside next time. Okay, go back, go back, <laughs> go back to the right was. <laughs> but yeah, that's where that's right. That's where we met. Um, so uh, so you're dating someone now? I am dating somebody. Yeah, what's good, good with that? It's going good. It's going great. Um, yeah, we've been dating for two months now, and it's it's really kind of weird. I feel like it's changed my life in a lot of ways. I talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them tell me, you know, like, oh, I'm waiting to get in a relationship until I'm done with school or until I make a lot of money and different things like that. And for some reason, it's been kind of weird. But once I got in my relationship, I feel like it's motivated me a lot more to actually, like, work hard and try. Because um, yeah. I've really tried before, but for some reason, I don't know why. Just it's like more real. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. more real. And it yeah. actually, I guess it's like I was trying for the past year after my mission to work hard and to, you know, really get stuff down. But yeah. now that I'm dating, I'm like, bro, I gotta, I really gotta, like. Like, I got a woman to impress. Not even that, just like thinking that one day, like, maybe I have to, like, provide and stuff and just right. realizing that stuff. So do you see this, like, <clears throat> are you. Is it getting pretty serious? I mean, two, <laughs> it's been, it's months, two, two months, months in the church. That's like, oh my goodness. that's like literally like two years. For, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just it's it's going great right now. So, um, where'd you guys meet? We met at the at the YSA ward there oh, at, at the church. I saw her and I was like, gotta, gotta talk to that girl. Shot. Gotta <laughs> talk to that girl. <laughs> and then we started hanging out and we uh, we went longboarding at the temple for our first time and it was great. Oh, you went longboarding at the temple? Was, That's right. It was bro. awesome. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it was good. He's all like, yeah. It's righteous. a good, sp- a good place. <laughs> Hit a few jumps, talk about the spirit. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, did I, was she at General Conference with you? Yeah, we went to General Conference okay. together. That's so who you had your arm around. Yeah, that's that's who I was. I was like sitting a couple rows above and I was like, no, no, yeah, it's no. <laughs> put her on black. It's no, good. I think at a general conference because she's never gone, so she's never gone to general conference. So it was her first time going, and oh, it, was, it was really fun. Not the first time she's watched it, right? Of course, no, oh, okay. of course not. No, no. <laughs> she's no. like, what's general conference? <laughs> <laughs> Some good. Yeah, how about how about you, Matt? Any uh, ladies you want to 
bring up in front of the show, or you just Man, uh, oh, you don't want to you don't want to mention them so they get jealous, yeah, or yeah, they uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll never come on. No, I, <laughs> I shouldn't have told you you're allowed to ask questions. <laughs> um, no, not really. I mean, we've I've got I've been going out quite a bit yeah, um, with different girls, and uh, and it's been good. I've been traveling a lot too. Like I've been up in Utah and Idaho, probably like, um, Kel, what would you say like? Yeah, like it was. It was like the. This is probably the longest I've been home for a bit. But I'd be like every other week. Like I'd fly up. I'd be there for maybe a week and a half, and then I'd be back here for like a week, and then I'd be back up there. So and that was going on for like, um, like June, July, August, September. So like I was literally like one girl I was going out with. I feel like I'd be horrible to date actually right now because I'm like always busy and stuff. And I th- I think most girls are like, man, he never texts me back. He's so slow to respond. And there's a reason for that, okay? There's a reason. <laughs> the biggest reason, it, and, and no one believes me, but my phone number is literally the, like, phone number for the service missionary training center that mm. I run. And that's a worldwide program. So I get, like, calls and texts, like, all the time from, like, Georgia and Florida and uh, France and Germany and, like, <laughs> Georgia, Florida. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're like, wow. Um but just, like, I'll get, like, all these messages, especially at, like, the beginning and end of months because that's when our classes start. So, like, if you're if you're trying to go out with me and you shot me a text, <laughs> you may just be buried in, like, 100 texts, okay? I'm not trying to dodge you. I just didn't. I... Yeah, you got to FaceTime me. That's the only way. <laughs> to all the girls in France, you, uh, you know how to contact him. Just contact yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the service machine. My phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> My email. Just email me. That's the that's new thing. Oh don't text. Don't call. Email me. I'll get to you faster. My goodness. But, yeah. So no, no one's serious per se. Just kind of going out and and dating and stuff. That's but, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been my first like official. You we called like where we called each other like boyfriend girlfriend. Oh, you put a la- so, you put a label on it. Yeah, she's my yeah, girlfriend, yeah, and it, go. it's been going really good. It's been, um, it's been. I think it's been healthy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because it's kind of weird, though, because she's really busy, too. Yeah, yeah. But then when she's doing stuff, I'm just kind of like, and I'm not busy, I'm like, well, I guess. You're like, I babe. Can't, you know, I'm like, remember, like, texting <laughs> yeah. a bunch of people, you know? But I'm like, well, I'm not texting anybody right now, so I'll just, like, do my homework or, like, right. do something I should do. So it's been productive in that way that I feel like I don't have to be texting a bunch, like, going out and right. playing a bunch of, like, fun stuff. I just play stuff with her, so it's easy. Yeah, it's um, easy to get a little more focused. Yeah, and, and it's, it's easy because when I want to, like, go and do stuff, I just you know, know who I'm going to do it with. And so I just have to plan what I'm going to do instead of, like, who and, like, True. all these other stuff. Dude, the planning. That probably saves so much time. It saves so much time. Yeah, Dude, there's nothing – okay, nothing – not nothing worse. But, <laughs> dude, when you're trying to, like, put something together and then you have to think about, like, okay, who can I bring? And then, and then you have to think about, like, well, if I bring so-and-so. You can't do this. these people get invited, then they then they won't get along. Yeah. Then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. like, all these dynamics you have to, like, think about. And then you're just like, forget it. We're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's true. I didn't even think about that. So but it's been really good. She really, surely makes me happy. And yeah. So that's that's been something that's been great. I love how strong she's in the gospel. Mm. Um, she's a great example to me. And yeah. So. What were kind of like the main criteria things that like you were looking, maybe you were looking for, or maybe you weren't even looking for, but now you've seen it, you're like, okay, like I want that. And I that's something I'm looking for. So um, it's kind of like. Like I say, it's kind of silly or cliche. You could whatever. Yeah. But I remember when I saw her, I could just – it was like her spirit was so strong. I could feel like 
the spirit radiating from her, sure. like, from her, just because it could just, I don't know, it's kind of weird. like a good person. And then I yeah. started talking to her, and I was like, wow, she's so strong in the gospel. Um, my grandma, uh, she told me, she was like, Dustin, you need to find a girl that will love God more than she'll love you, so she'll put yeah. him first. So, like, you know, even if you, like, want to do something bad, she'll be like, no, I want to do what's right. Right, right. And put God first. And, mm. like, so I just was, like, really, that's really, she's a great example of that. Yeah. Um, that's a good, so it's that's really, really helpful. good one. Yeah. Have you guys had, because <clears throat> this is one thing I, I think, like, I think people, because I think a lot of people are looking to find somebody, right, that they're kind of moving moving forward with. I, I, hope, yeah, I, hope, I hope the most people hopefully. are. They haven't but. given up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've all quit. No, no it, I feel like, honestly, it is when you finally, like, kind of just give up that that's when someone, like, comes in your way. You know, it's like when you're trying really hard. It's like the butterfly, right? When you're chasing the butterfly, yeah. you never can catch it. And then when you're just like, forget it, I'm done. Then it's like, all right. Let's make this happen. Yeah. But what um, what are some things that in these relationships or in your relationship so far, like what type of conversations, discussions have you had to like help kind of figure out, OK, like she is really strong in the gospel or, or you know, she she is going to be a good mother or like she is a good person. Like, how do you guys address that? Does it just kind of come naturally or is it something that you guys have like taking time to really emphasize? Because I think that's one hard thing sometimes it's hard to have serious conversations yeah because it's like oh I definitely don't, you know what i'm saying so like how, what, what have you guys done that's worked for you guys so i'd say a lot of the times um we've had these conversations naturally yeah um and it's been really great i one of the things i really appreciate about her is she's really good at always communicating stuff so she'll be like hey like this is what i've been thinking about mm. and so instead of just like let's say i do something that annoys her she won't just like go and like tell her friends about it she'll like talk to me about it first so then okay because sometimes people they'll do something that like annoys the other person then they don't know it annoys them right then the person go and tell like their mom they'll tell their aunt and then like <laughs> by the time they get to telling you they've already let all the frustration out so you don't yeah. even feel like it was like that bad of a thing because they already right they're like they're, they're already just vented it somewhere else yeah, yeah they vented to have somebody else so then when they talk to you about it they just don't even have any emotion anymore they're just right. like so it's nice that she talks to me about it. Then I'm like, okay, and I know. Well, then so. everyone that she knows too is like, uh, like hates you low key because exactly, like, oh, you exactly, stuff. yeah. <laughs> like, so, oh, you're the guy. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's been good for me. Um, and so communicating, it's been a lot of these things have been come up naturally. Just like different things, just saying like, oh, like let's go to like the temple, and she's like, yeah, I would love to. Or like she says it too, like oh, let's go, or just saying like, oh, maybe we should like you know, like say a prayer before you go to like you know right there's different things just um, finding ways to implement like put it in yeah and yeah. it's been really great i and just talking to her too about uh some of her you know her beliefs like and her standards mm-hmm. and stuff and she's like you know this is what's really important to me and uh and then just hearing her testimony from the way she lives so yeah. okay that makes sense that makes sense yeah i think i don't know sometimes that's tricky because i know a lot of people it's like well you know i like yeah, this girl's really nice or this guy's really nice, but we just don't know how to like, you know, like I, I've had my folks ask me sometimes they're like, you know, like, oh, so you've gone out with this girl a few times. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, so what do you like, you know, what's, what does she think? What does she like? What I'm like, well, we haven't really had a chance to talk about it, Yeah, you know? So it can sometimes be hard to have those conversations and get serious. But you know, if, if both parties are willing to communicate, especially, or one is like communicating, like you said, and like, Hey, let's talk about this. And the other party's willing, um, or both parties are willing, then it it does make it seem like yeah. a little bit easier. Did she serve a mission too, or she did serve a mission? She okay. served in, in the Baltics, so that's uh, okay. like Latvia, yeah. Estonia. Um, so that's where she served her mission. Very cool. Yeah. And 
So would you guys say, because you served in Guatemala, I right? served in Guatemala, yeah. Okay. Which is, she's in a very cold part of the world. I served in very humid and hot and yeah. tropical. Hey, opposites are true. <laughs> <laughs> so what, would you say, like, the, those experiences, like, going out and serving and kind of being on your own a little bit, right? Obviously, you have a lot of structure in the mission. But would you say that's helped a lot in this kind of next chapter? Uh, I would definitely say so. I mean... I'm just going to say it honestly, you yeah. know, you get some companions you don't like very much. And then when you're somebody that, with, that you really like, it's like, wow, it's so much better <laughs> <Yeah>. than <laughs> I would have experienced. Yeah. So just I think like um, I would definitely say so just learning how to communicate efficiently. You know, if you're if you don't sh- tell them that you're struggling, they always, sometimes they don't know. You know, if you're like, right. listen, like it was really hurtful when you said that to me or it was really hurtful when you did that, like. You don't obviously you, you gotta be loving and charitable and say it and it's if you're struggling because they're doing something that's hurting you yeah and they don't know it's hurting you then like helping them to change that like listen like if you if you weren't if you weren't sarcastic around me that would really help me feel more loved or just different mm. stuff like that yeah then it'll help them show more love to you and help you feel more loved and then you can show more love to them right and so I read a I I would say our mission I'll, I'll get back to like. I'll talk more about my mission and yeah, how this yeah, helped no. me. But um, I read a book with my brothers by – it's called The Five Love Languages. It's pretty common in the church. It's by Gary Chapman. Sure. And uh, that one's really helped me a lot because it talks a little bit about, about the psychology of falling in love. Okay. And so it's just been – it's been helpful to learn how people feel loved. And one of the things it talks a lot about is how when you show somebody love, you don't – not everybody feels loved in the same way. And you need to show them love how they feel loved, you know? Right, right. Like, for me, I work construction. So if somebody bought me a drill, I'd be like, that's awesome. You know, I feel, like, really loved, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if, like, somebody bought my mom a drill, she'd be like, I never use this. And she wouldn't feel very loved. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? She'd be like, you don't even know me. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say just that is loving people how they want to be loved. You know, like, in a righteous, like, way, obviously. Right. Then it, that will really strength help you um, mm. with that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's true. I guess sometimes we do try to show our love in the way we Think. We feel loved. Yeah. yeah. And then the person's like, oh, that, was, that was nice, I guess. Yeah. You know, but it's like it's not how they, like, feel loved. Yeah. Per se. That's interesting. That's uh, a really good point. An experience of that on my mission is one. So one of the things is for me is I – words of affirmation or, like, words are important to me. Yeah. And it's really important to my dad, so that's kind of where I get it from. Sure. So one time I wrote, like, a little, like, note to my companion, like, hey, like, hope you're doing great. Like, like love you, bro. Like, keep go- keep it up, you know? Yeah. And then, like, I, like, left it for him, and then he, like, read it, and then, like, he's like, oh, great. And then he, like, threw it away, and I was like <laughs> – <laughs> uh, like I guess it's I guess it's not very important to him, which at the time I didn't know because I hadn't read the book. But it's it like talks in to... your face, like oh that's nice. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like I was like oh I'm glad. So it just it's funny, but and like just it's just because to him it, it was words wasn't how he felt loved, right? And so I, learning that afterwards, I understand more about what like why it was that way, right? But just kind of in the moment, it's can seem really brutal and harsh, yeah, the you know? Sting. You're like, <laughs> like, like at least do that when I can't see. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like come on, elder. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I would just say uh, different stuff like that. Mm. Um, learning to show love and my mission, it helped a lot. You know, like I just shared, there's different experiences really. Uh, I would say a lot of life experiences too. Just seeing how different people live, seeing different right. things. It was really is Guatemala, pretty like third world. Poor it's very country? third world. Okay. Yeah, okay. everybody's dirt floors. You got plumbing. You got water running half the time. Most of the time, you don't have any water. You yeah. just have like a basin that's filled with water. Um, I would say the biggest thing I think that I took away from relationships on my mission was it's kind of like hard to say, but I would say especially for those like 
the bros out there. It was I <laughs> the sometimes homies. like you know I'd see a lot of times where the like let's say one of the spouses would go inactive or like wasn't a member. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times when it was like a sister, the sister would keep taking her kids to church and they'd keep going. Right. And if the dad went inactive, it would like sometimes the like the kids would go, but a lot of times when like the wife would go inactive, like the entire family would go inactive, and the, right. the, the dad wouldn't keep taking the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, so I'm just saying, brethren, make sure she loves the Lord. Right. But and make sure you love the Lord too, so that she wants you. Because right. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> find so many better ladies. <laughs> so <laughs> what I'm saying is that just realizing that who you marry, it doesn't just affect you; it'll affect your kids too. And right. you know, if you don't marry somebody that is going to live the gospel, then your kids probably will have a – it'll be hard, you know. It'll be hard to wake up every Sunday by right. yourself and get the kids ready, take yeah. them by yourself and do all the stuff, you know. So yeah, I would say just realizing that. Well, it has a ripple effect, right? I mean, you can't – and there's certain things like you don't have to agree on everything, right? You yeah. don't have to be completely unified on every single point of life, right? Because everybody's going to have a different kind of viewpoint of life. But on the big things, right, like the gospel or religious, even if you're not a member of our church, on religious beliefs, you know, like if you're not unified in some fashion on it, then it's going to be pretty tough because, you know, even especially for kids, right, because they're looking for what direction do we do we go down. So if you're split, then the kids have to then make decisions that they're probably not ready to make at a really young age and it becomes, you know, difficult, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. What's um in Guatemala, like, were people pretty, like, what's kind of the culture there? Is it pretty accepting? Is it pretty, like, loving? Is it pretty harsh and strict? And So, um, in Guatemala, they're so loving. Like, okay. you go there. We I remember one time we helped this lady carry something to her house, and then she just, like, come in for dinner. She fed us food. They gave us <laughs> some, like punch they give us all this they're so loving everybody always says hi to each other they'll like everybody you're like oh have a good afternoon and they're, yeah. they'd always say dios lo bendiga and like <laughs> which is like god bless you and travel safely yeah yeah and it's so, about everybody would say it and then all these things they're really um Do they speak spanish there they all speak spanish they speak? Okay. so in guatemala there is i think 20 different dialects oh, so wow. native dialects so all the little tribes there yeah. But they all speak – they're conquered by Spain, so then they all speak Spanish now. Oh, okay. But they – a lot of them still know some of their – Their roots. Roots. In yeah. other words, in, a, in northern Guatemala, they only speak some of the – they only speak the native language. Mm. Um, what do they call it? Is it – So there's Kechi is what they speak. Okay. Yeah, there's two sticks of the church actually that speak just that. Oh, wow. So oh. a lot of missionaries, they were – in my mission, because we weren't in that area, we we're in the we we're in the southern part. Yeah, and they were from that the northern part where they only spoke their Kechi. Right. And then they're learning, so they were learning Spanish too, you know. Yeah. So then everybody in the street, sometimes the gringos would know the Spanish better than like the Latino, <laughs> and they'd be speaking to Latino, and the gringo responds, and they're like, "No, I'm trying to," because the Latino should know, but the Latino like wouldn't know the word. Yeah. Or something. So it's funny because the gringo would know it if sometimes just yeah. it just offended. Just kind of like mix up of yeah yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the other person looked like a Latino because they were, but they just didn't speak He's that. They didn't language, speak Spanish yeah. right, as as it wasn't their first language. Right, right. So, huh? And what like what was kind of the I don't know. There, every mission has like hardships, right? Kind of like yeah. the tough the tough parts, and there's good parts too. But what was like for you? What was really the maybe the one of the toughest parts of being in Guatemala, serving <laughs> a mission there? Man, it was just the, let me tell you, just, I remember my first day I got there, 
Like, we went to our place and we slept in us. Finally, we woke up and went to the mission, our mission. They sent us off, and I was just like, what planet did I land on? Like, where am I? Because just there is just so different. Uh, a lot of the things, I would say a lot of the hardships is probably, p- poverty is a big thing there. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people, they uh, they struggle in a lot of ways. The um, first example I would, the average, there was a sister in my district that I talked to, just because, like, that's the only experience that I really talked to me, like, how much they made. And she said she made, like, $144 a month. Oh, wow. Um, and that's 60 hours a week. Wow. So, yeah, she's making, like, $5 a day or something like that. Yeah. Um, Which, for there, was just, like, normal. Yeah, it was probably okay-ish money. Yeah. Yeah. And so, being, like, from here, I was like, wow, like, most people make more than that in a day. <laughs> like right, then, <laughs> right. That's like. But yeah. it was a lot of so different things. They they are very. Um, a lot of people are very humble there. It was interesting because, um, in this last uh, general conference, one of the apostles, I don't remember which one, but basically they talked about how there are a lot of rich people that are hum- more like they are humble. Like being humble isn't a matter of how much money you have in your wealth. Right. It's a matter of who you are, and there's a lot of poor people that are um, poor, but they're still really proud and prideful. Sure. And it was interesting to see because there was a lot of poor people that we would, like, I don't want to say poor, but there was a lot of people that we talked to that they were kind of struggling yeah, um, just to make it financially. Yeah. And they would, they were very poor and they were very humble and they really, they really were so loving and they put God first. And yeah. there were other people that they were really poor and they, they, they were just super prideful. They were just like, yeah, you know, they wouldn't, mm-hmm. they still were very like proud about a lot of different things. It was interesting right. to see that. Right. They were. It's almost like their situation in life, they allowed it to more harden them rather than, Yeah. I wouldn't say harden them. I think that they just kind of, like, were proud. Like, it would be, for example, just like, oh, like, we're, like, doing this, just being proud in their own little way, just like everybody. Oh, gotcha. You know, because pride isn't a matter of money. It's a matter of, like, how you feel and how you treat others and stuff. Mm -hmm. Why is that, though? Just just people's kind of nature? Or what was, what what do you think caused that um, difference between those who were humble and those were who were a little more you know prideful. really was the, the people that would put choose put god first and really like study the scriptures and read them they were the ones that were more humble okay and the ones that were would not and they wouldn't put god first they were the ones that were less and it's sounds my my sound a little brutal to say but that's really was the difference hmm. and even though there was a lot of people that they were wealthy and they wouldn't put god first they were still really humble and they were willing to learn and they didn't put other people down really hmm. So there's people that would be poor and they still, like, put other people down kind of and how they'd, like, right. act and treat each other. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. That, I guess that makes sense. I mean, if you have <clears throat> if you have the gospel to lean back to and on, you know, you're going to probably find more peace in your life and more yeah. happiness and joy in the little things of life. And that just tends to – that tends to make you more open-minded and kind towards people yeah. in general. I, I think it's hard to – I think it's hard to have that kind of mentality, you know, reading and studying and focusing on, you know, these loving Christ-like attributes, right? That's in essence what the gospel is. And uh, and then be, you know, be rude to people and yeah. be a jerk, right? It doesn't really go yeah. hand in hand. So that makes sense. Um, what was, uh, like, you talked about having some tough, companionships you know and i think that's a common thing like we've had quite a few former missionaries on the show and you know they all share you know they 
had a lot of good moments. They had a lot of great companions, you know, learned how to communicate. But there was also times where it was like, man, this is a tough, like, a tough relationship. I had to kind of figure this out. And did you have any of those or was overall pretty good or what was? Um, I would say that, yes, I definitely had a lot of times on my mission where just it's just, you know, it's a long time to be out there on your own kind of with another person. And there were a lot of times where it would stretch me. Mm-hmm. And I really had to be patient. Um, and sometimes I probably should have been more patient than I was. But <laughs> I, uh, but really, uh, what, I would, what I would say is some of them were kind of, they got really, like, bad in some ways. And uh, it was just really hard to, um, it's hard to communicate sometimes when, you know, Sometimes when you're out there and you're trying to serve others, mm-hmm. um, it just can get hard. And especially with COVID, it was a little – it was easy for people to kind of feel, like, lonely. And yeah. even, like – and I realize now if I had any advice or something that I could change and go back was that I wish I would have focused more on reading the scriptures, like, with my companion and making sure my companion was spiritually getting fed enough instead of okay. focusing so much on going out and teaching other people. Right. Because um, I just feel like I wish I would have – I wish I had more more experiences of us reading the scriptures together and learning gospel truth together instead of just doing lesson preps and planning to, what to teach other people. Yeah. So I would say that it, I think that was something that I realized. I think I got a little more focused on just like going out and like sharing the gospel with like and teaching like you know so many other people that sometimes I feel like I should have focused more on my companions mm. and helping um, helping them feel the spirit and stuff. Yeah. That's one thing, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on this. In talking to different former missionaries, and then I, I served in Orlando for a little bit, and then I served a service mission, and then I served a senior service mission, and then now I work for the church a little bit. So I served in Jacksonville, which oh, is right, you really? yeah, right above hey, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Florida, the promised land. Okay, <laughs> you like gators. That's right. That's where you go. Hey, it's good. The gators are real good. Yeah. It's good. Yes, it's the place to be. Um, I like the weather, too. I, people don't like humidity, but I don't have a problem with it. So Nice. But one thing that I've kind of noticed is sometimes in the proselyte mission especially, service mission, it's all about, you know, serving and helping people and, and all that. Proselyting, it's all about going out and teaching, right? That's kind of the main focus, which makes total sense. Um, but you see, we see a lot of missionaries now kind of either coming home early or struggling with mental health or struggling with, you know, whatever the issue may be, right? They've got a variety of different, you know, things that they they may come home for. Um, and sometimes I wonder, are we are we emphasizing enough when it comes to the mission for the, the missionaries? Are we emphasizing enough the need for the missionaries to, um, that kind of like what you're saying, where take time for you to grow closer to the Lord? Because I think, I think there's a lot of focus on go out, teach, you know, be selfless, help these non-members or these investigators or these friends. I don't know what they're calling them now. I think they're friends now. Help them find the gospel, right? And I think in a lot of ways that obviously grows yourself closer as you're helping these, you know, people come closer to Christ. But I think it's important for missionaries to also hear, hey, you need to take time to grow that connection with the Savior or you and your companion need to grow closer to the Savior too. And this is much an experience. Because, you know, if we were if we were really trying to get people to join the church, like, rapidly, we wouldn't be saying out 18-year-olds who, you know, have <laughs> this much life experience to go do it, right? We'd be saying, like, you know, 
like the apostles or something. Right? We'd be sending like our best <laughs> scholars out to the the field. Not that it doesn't work, but you know, if that was what if we're all about the efficiency of you know of getting people to join the church, you'd probably send a different crowd. But um, so it's I think it's as much about the missionary growing as mm-hmm. it is for those they teach. So have you seen that to be true? I you know I've kind of heard that be a common phrase where some of the missionaries are like, yeah, I wish that was maybe a focus a little bit more and. And that doesn't get talked about enough, but um, but everyone's experience is different. So, what was kind of your feel? Have you seen that? Or yeah, so I was really blessed. I had a great mission. I always had great mission leaders. I that helps a lot. In in Florida, my mission president said, you know, we were all going to do personal study. It starts at eight thirty, it ends at nine thirty. Like every day, you have to do it every single day. Yeah. So he's a really big good at emphasizing that that we would start and do personal study. Um, so that was really helpful for me. And that's why I kind of mentioned more companionship study because I always did personal study every day, you know, for an hour like I was supposed to. Yeah. But just I wish I would have – we would always do companionship study too, but it was kind of like later in the day and sometimes it wouldn't be as spiritual as my right. personal study. And I wish that I would have been able to really learn the gospel with my companion mm. while we were doing that time instead of just, okay, what are we going to teach this person when we do that? Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but I would definitely say then in later on um, just in different experiences that really – there were times where, um, because I had three different mission leaders, like some of the other ones, they didn't put as big of an emphasis on that. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. Like some of the missionaries, they'd only read like a half hour. Like they wouldn't read very, or just different things. And yeah. I noticed that was really great. That, um, my first mission president really emphasized a lot on. But one of the, the things too I wanted to say is that I realized that a lot of my campaigns, they were like struggling with, uh, I didn't, it's kind of silly and I feel like I'm embarrassed about it, but a lot of my campaigns, they were struggling with a lot of mental health issues and they, you know, a lot of them were seeing the mission therapist and stuff. Right. And I didn't, they didn't tell me any of that. They didn't tell me that they were, you know, struggling, struggling with depression. And so I wasn't able to help them as much. Right. Until after I, like, like obviously I didn't help them much after we were, weren't companions, but um, like as much as I could have when we were companions, but I... Oh, okay, okay. Keep going. You're good. Sometimes the camera just turns off, so she's uh, just prepping. So what it is is that I realized that I didn't know they were struggling, and they didn't tell me they were struggling. They were just talking to, like, the mission therapist, and they're talking to, like, the mission president, which was, like, great, and I'm really happy. Right. But I wish that I would have been – In the loop be, a little. I would have, she would have become the kind of person that they would have felt comfortable talking to about right. their about their issues. And that's, that's one of, the, I think, the things that I would say if I could do anything, you know, like – studying my companion on becoming somebody that they could trust yeah trust another because obviously it's personal if you don't want to share that's fine but at least feeling helping them feel like comfortable with sharing these hard trials that they're going through right so that i can be somebody to be a good christ-like example to them yeah and i feel like that's probably just the one thing that's what i'm trying really hard right now to be better at is just noticing more you know other people yeah where they're, when, coming, when from. they're coming from yeah because you never know when somebody's really struggling you never know when they're like doing just fine. So. Right, right. That's one thing with like doing this program. <clears throat> it's been, I think it's really easy. And I, I mean, I, I feel like I see this a lot with like maybe some of the older generation. I think our generation does a little bit better job at this because there's so much information that's just like publicly out there now. Um, but like the older generation, it seems sometimes like they get polarized really easy. Meaning, like, they get kind of like, these are how I see the world, and I'm set in these ways, and there's no, like, it's either one way or the other, I think sometimes. Not 100%, right? But um, but sometimes I think it's like we, 
like doing this show, um, I'll kind of like come in with an opinion of somebody and we'll sit down and we'll start talking. And as they start to share about like their past, their life, their, you know, experiences, you start to realize, okay, like the reason you think like this is because you've had this experience and not that I necessarily agree with what they think or how they believe. Um, but I like, it makes a lot more sense. Cause you're like, Oh, okay. Like you've had these experiences in your life that led you to this moment where you thought this and, and, and that's why you behave like, you know, this. Right. And so it just, it becomes eye opening. You kind of, in some ways it's like, and I think that's what you're pointing out to is, Hopefully, if you can be, you know, kind and open and hear people out, you can almost be be someone for them where it's like you don't they don't see as a judgment, like a person who will judge them. But rather, you're like, I'm here to understand you and I'm not necessarily going to because I think people get a little confused on that. Right. There's a lot of opinions out there where, um, you know. I think people think, oh, if I if I like connect with them or if I like open up to them and I start kind of trying to re- like hear them out, I'm like agreeing with their belief that I don't believe in. Yeah. Right. I think like like gay or lesbian, like gay rights or gay marriage. I think that's a common one, right? That gets brought up a lot. Um, you know, where it's like, well, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to talk to them about it because then it's like I'm almost supporting it, right? But it's like you don't have to. Like you can have a conversation. You can discuss. You can hear them out. You can be there for them and not necessarily be support in support of their decisions. Yeah. Um, so I think that's true. It's like, it's a valuable thing to like learn that there's a lot more gray space than just hard line, black and white. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. On my mission, we were teaching this guy, well, these two guys and they were married. Mm -hmm. Um, and this little tiny, super small Southern branch, you know, it's not as redneck, redneck country, (laughs) man. But, uh, and then I told my mission president about it, and he's like, "That'll be a that'll be a test of faith for the members of the ward yeah. <laughs> the branch." But um, then they they like came every week for like two months, and like it was really great. And the members yeah. the the branch really just like opened their arms and like welcomed them in. So yeah, it's just interesting because you know a lot of people would have thought like, "Oh, it's a little redneck branch." You know, they would have like kicked them out or like right. they would have been burned like, their car or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. no, they just let them in and they loved them, and it was so. I don't know. I just think that sometimes we need to. Um, just uh, like you're saying, like be more understanding in some ways, but also you can be understanding without like supporting, right? Um, what the decision somebody's making, right? So, well, I think I the the phrase I heard was sorry, we just bumped a few times there, <laughs> playing footsie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm coming in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I think sometimes we, it's on both ends, right? Sometimes we assume too quickly that everyone's like out to get us and no one understands us and we kind of victimize our situation and then sometimes it's the reverse too where like people aren't understanding they think oh it has to be this way otherwise you know it won't work and i think there's a lot of things too we just got to put on the savior's shoulders and christ's shoulders and say i don't understand exactly why this happened or how this works but i trust that you'll take care of it and i'll just be here to be a good person loving and caring for those in need and, and whatever whatever i'm there for but there's a phrase that i can't remember who told me it but he pointed out we were, we were talking about some issue that was going on, right? And his point was, hey, at the end of the day, we're all a bunch of sinners sitting in the pews. Like, and everybody everybody sins, and it doesn't really matter whether your sin was this or that or, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, 
it's still a sin, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we like to rank our sins like, well, this sin is way worse than this sin. But in reality, it's still sinning, right? Yeah. And um, it's like I think we got to remember that because I think there's a lot of people who go, well, I'm, I'm not worthy of coming to church or I'm not worthy to be around these people. It's like, no, like we're all not worthy to be around the, you yeah. know, each other. Like that's why we're here at church to become better. And I, that was just eye opening to me, but I think that's a really good point, you know, cause it's like what you're saying, everybody sins and w- because it's a sin, we can't overcome that on our own. And so no matter what it is, even if it's just a little lie or whatever, you're lying or you're like, do something wrong. You accidentally like, steal something or whatever, but well, not accidentally, but you, you <laughs> do steal something. Stole something. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> no, but you, no matter what it is, I didn't mean to take that. How these keys get in my hand? I don't know. <laughs> but, no matter what it is, uh, you need the atonement. Yeah. You need Jesus Christ's sacrifice to overcome whatever it is. So even if, you know, it's a big, what you consider a big sin, right. you still need the atonement just as much as what you consider a little sin. Right. So, you know, everybody needs that Jesus. So Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing, too. I think sometimes, right, we, we um, rank the consequences rather than the sins. It's like the sins are sins across the board. Uh, the consequence may be a little bit more severe depending on what you did and the situation, right? Like, you know, if you like, if you rob a bank, your consequence is probably you're going to go to prison, right? That's yeah. a little more severe, right? But um, nonetheless, it's still a bad action, and that's that's where I think we gotta. Because I think that's the other thing too. Uh, we get a lot of people get hung up in the church when, um, like, culturally, when like the apostles or prophets say something over the pulpit, and they say like, um, "What was that one about?" Like gay marriage. I keep going back to that one, but they talked about how um, like. Premarital sex, whether you're gay or whether you're straight, is still, like, the same thing. Because people, I think, were in their mind like, oh, like, well, you're acting out as a gay person. Like, that's even worse, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, it's like it's still the same. Like, you're still sinning across the board. Like, it's still sin. And I think people got – like, people get kind of up and heated about it going, oh, that – and then we start playing that game where it's like, oh, what about this? What about – you know? But in reality, I think that was the bigger point they're trying to hit at is that – we all make sins, and there is no one better sin than the other or one worse sin than the other. It's just a sin, and we're all striving to repent and come close to our Savior. Yeah. So I think that's something that sometimes we miss sometimes as people and could do better at, you know? Yep. I think that uh, exactly you shouldn't judge people on their worst mistakes their worst and their worst uh, actions, exactly. Right. So – they have a lot. They have a lot to offer most of the time. Yep. Yeah. So, are you ready to hear a little about my uh, oh, I'm my ready. professional life? Yes. My, uh, yeah. Let's switch so, up gears a little bit. That sounds good. Because you, because uh, I know you work in construction. I know that. Mm-hmm. But then you've also started some business as well. Um, yeah. And it sounds like you're pretty creative, entrepreneurial minded, and um, not everyone's. Not everyone's. I think everyone has the capability to be creative and. Um, and go and do something but there's a lot of times that there's things that hold them back right fears so i'm curious to see like what kind of drives you what what's gone you to take that first plunge into going into uncharted territory and yeah tell me about it that sounds great so really how you're describing it it's uh you know something unknown um i can't tell you how much i've had to go out and do things that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for me i have always been somebody that's been kind of more of a quieter person at least if i know you then i'm more loud but 
normally, especially when I was in high school, I was very quiet. You probably, maybe you remember, I was kind of a more quiet kid, right? Do you remember me not really talking uh, much? No, 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 I do. Yeah, you definitely were a little more quiet, but... Exactly, yeah. But, but I knew you had, like, a fun, like, loud side to you, too, yeah, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's when I... You just gotta get it out, you know? But when around Strangers <laughs> especially, I was really, really didn't want, like to talk. Yeah. And I felt really uncomfortable, but I in I just knew I needed to, you know, get out of it, kind of need to learn how to talk to strangers. Right. So in high school, I started to... The first um, kind of business that I started was I I don't exactly remember how I thought of the idea, but I saw somebody was selling an old like water slide, you know those oh, inflatable yeah. ones. Yeah. And I just like I bought it from the guy for however much, and so then I started like renting it out. I put it on like Offer Up and all these different things, and like we started renting them out. And I remember the first time I did it, I I went like somebody texted me like they're like, hey, can I rent it for this day? And I didn't know them at all. Yeah. And I just went and I like, did it for them. And then I I rented it out to them. And I made – and a couple of rentals I made back the money I spent to buy the water slide. So I made right. my money back. But I really remember thinking like, wow, I – after I did it, I realized – I just remember thinking I just – I did something for this person that was helpful to them. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to pay me to go and do it. It's like, wow, like it's like I'm serving right. them and they're giving me money to do it. Like, well, this is, this is right. win all around. So You're buying a value in your game, but, you know, yeah. I remember being so nervous to just talk to the people and just because I didn't know them, you like go into their house and like, hey, where do you want me to put this at? And are you going to like, where's the money? And like, right, these different, right, you know, all these yeah, things, yeah. like having these conversations with people that I didn't know. Um, yeah. In some ways it made it easier, but in some ways it was also harder mm-hmm. just getting out there. And then I've since sold the water slide and moved on to different stuff. Yeah. But what <clears throat> what got you to kind of push past those? Because there's a lot of times, like, people, I think, would get to that, oh, I'm not comfortable talking to this person. I'm scared of this. I, I'm, not, I'm not good at this. And they just go, oh, that's not my thing. So what got you to push past that? Because I don't think a lot of people – I think a lot of people get stuck there and they don't, they don't move past that. Is there anything you did to, like – or was it just, like, out of pure, I had to get it done, I did it? Um, I honestly, I've been reading a couple of different books and one of the things that I've been reading about recently is it talks about, uh, when you're younger, you have a lot of exposure to different things. And before you really become skilled in something, you have mm-hmm. a lot of exposure and you have to kind of like choose what you really want to do. Right. To be great at it. Yeah. And I think what happened is I just really loved, I loved, I love entrepreneurship so much and I love, I love business. I love helping people. I love making money. And so I just, I think I just, I love the idea. Wait, wait, say that again. So put these glasses on. Say that. I just love making money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah. I think it was just that it was something that I was passionate enough about that I was willing to go through some embarrassment and some uncomfortable situations because I just really loved it so much. Hmm. And I didn't even, I'd never really done it, but I've realized that. For me, I'm very much a thinker, and I think a lot, especially while I'm working construction. I just think the whole day. Yeah. And I I really have realized that I I kind of, even though I hadn't done any businesses before, you know, I obviously I had, like, a lemonade stand as a kid, but, like, you know, that didn't really do anything. It just Flex. all my all my neighbors, like, you know, they just had their own lemon trees, came and bought some lemons, and, like, just because they were lemonade, because they just wanted, you know, to yeah, support yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why it was really a big thing when I went and did it for somebody else I didn't know at all, a complete stranger. Yeah. Um, but I I'd had the idea of what I was going to do in my brain before I even did it. Mm-hmm. And that's so when I went and did it and put it in action, that's when it really started to change me. Right. Started to change how I would 
you know, and that's what I really had to make those big changes because I, I already knew what I wanted to do and I knew how I'd feel when I did it. Yeah. So then when I actually made the, the leap and actually felt it, I felt so great. Right. And I was like, this is something that's worth worth it for me. Right. Well, it's powerful when you when you think something and then it comes to fruition and you yeah. see the success of it. And then it's like, it's almost addicting, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes it gets a little too addicting. I don't stop, like, yeah. thinking about making money so much. I got to think about other I know. stuff. I know. You're like, well, that's all right, especially when... <laughs> I almost feel bad for people who just kind of and, – and, and you know, if it's not your thing to go create something, that's, like, fine too because I don't want to put anyone on blast. But I think it's sad when people live their whole life and they, like, they always just went and did something for someone else because there's such – there's something about creation, right? And, like, going and figuring something out, creating it, seeing the, like, the benefits from what you did and, like, that, that emotion you feel when it's like, man, I did that. And then, truthfully, when you – and I don't know about you, but, like, for me at least, when I've started something, like, my mind's always working on it. Like, that's what you're saying when you're doing construction. You're just thinking, thinking, thinking about how can I improve this? How can I do this better? How yeah. could I, you know, how can I make this work a little bit more? And and so, but it, it's, you know, sometimes it can be burdensome. Like, you're saying, we're like, man, I got to turn this switch off, you know? <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you don't ever want to either. I don't know if it's something you love that. exactly. No, I do know. Yeah, it's just a uh, just like you're saying. You just love it so much that you gotta you gotta tell yourself to turn it off, or you'll just yeah. bore all your family telling them about it. Yeah. <laughs> and <then they> get... <laughs> your girlfriend's like enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your current? Because you said you did the, bought the wire slide. You so, rented yeah. that out. Kind of got a taste yeah. for the taste for the. For the freedom so, of entrepreneurship. Exactly. And then, and then so, what's now? So I, I sold both the water. I bought another water set after that. Then I sold both of them before my mission. Yeah. Um, and But I'd also bought a dance floor. Um, and I started renting that out to weddings and stuff. And yeah. now currently I operate a small company called Rent-A-Floor. Rent-A-Floor LLC. Yeah. Um, and I've, <laughs> so I've been doing it. It's been really good. I just kind of do it on the weekend. I go and set it up. And then I make like a couple hundred bucks. And then yeah. I take it down. And it's, it's a good gig. Um, but I've actually been looking to just kind of move on to like i've realized that it is profitable for me to do it's good money but mm-hmm. i've realized that i'm interested in i think i liked the idea of making the company more than like just like running it and doing it every day yeah which is fine because i think it's a great d- gig and if anybody wants it like i'm looking to sell it okay um oh, yeah. just because i've realized that i think i like starting something and creating it and making it profitable go and then... and then then i actually like Right, running move it. on to the next thing. Yeah, 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 which has been interesting. I just realized that I like creating ideas more than, um, like, running it from the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm learning to run companies better from day-to-day right now. I'm trying to learn more skills on that. Yeah. Um, And I've I've realized that I, I want to – I'd like to move on to, like, more – bigger diff- business adventures and different things and yeah something has a little more potential for yeah because yeah just because right now it's like i've been just busy because i'm like you know going to school i'm doing going to mcc right now mcc community college oh cool and then i'm working like you what know you studying? i'm studying business okay because i love business yeah there you go yeah go figure <laughs> and then you know i have my girlfriend and then i have work and then i have like my like my church, busy boy my church you got a lot going on yeah and then i have a like my company and it's just been kind of like a lot to try and do everything right so that's what it is is i just um I just looking for something else. I yeah, can do makes sense. Last time, so, what's kind of a if you, if you had a kind of a this is what my next business venture I'd like to kind of explore. Or, you know, because that's the other thing too. There is a bit of a thrill, like oh, I'm a little like it's almost scary to go after it, but I want to chase it, right? So what what are you kind of looking into? Um, so currently I'm looking into 
real estate more of looking oh, cool. into kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, particularly in real estate, if you want to know kind of what I'm looking at, I've never been a big fan of speculation or just kind of like you like buy something, then it goes in value and then you sell it. Right. I, I'm a big fan of like you buy it and then like you make money off it or you buy it and you like make it better and then you make money off it or something. You're looking at like the rental game, something like that. Yeah, just different stuff. So yeah. I like that more than just like buying something and hoping it goes in value and then selling it. Are you thinking like more like long-term rentals, vacation rentals, um, apartment living? What's kind of the... Yeah, I think about some long-term rentals, a couple of... I have I mean, my my dream is to, like, one of my dreams is that I think it'd be cool to own a bunch of different, uh, like, resorts, or like, not resorts, yeah. just kind of like a bunch of different uh, nice places to stay around the world right. that you could go and travel to. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. So... Kind of some sort of... No, that that, that would be really cool. I yeah. Mean, it, if you nail that market, it, it's... I mean, you can make a lot of money. It's so, powerful. That, it's kind of what I've realized is this, is that I don't love dance floors, and I don't love water slides, and I don't love, like, real estate. Really, like, I do like it, and real yeah. estate really motivates me a lot. But what I'm trying to say is that I realize that what I love is I love serving people, and I love creating ideas and bringing – I love taking something that is nothing and turning it into something that you can make money off it and that you can yeah. share with other people. Yeah. And so I think what I really would like to do is I'd like to just get to the point where I can be in a position to have more influence and change more and create more bigger ventures and do different things and bring new items and markets to society. Sure. That'll that'll really change people's daily lives. Yeah. So I got a couple of people you'd probably be interested in meeting cuz they <clears throat> they have a bit, they've had careers in almost like business consult consulting where they go into businesses and help them grow and expand but they're pretty interesting folks so. yeah i'd love to interview someone and talk to them yeah yeah well we'll have to we'll get it off camera works on that sounds good but um but no dude that's that's awesome because there is a lot there there's a need for it and a lot of people don't um i don't think people realize the potential they have for like growth because that's the one thing that interests me because i i have a bit of a passion for coming with an idea seeing it grow to fruition and then you're right. I don't, I don't know if I want to do every single job in that company, right? But helping it kind of nurturing it and getting it to grow. But I often think about like, and that's what I was kind of trying to get back to, to people who never do experience that. And by all means, it's not everyone's cup of tea, right? But I always think about like God. And if we're trying to grow closer to becoming like God, you know, what what is this world? What is this plan that we're on? It's creation, right? He's a creator. He created the world. He created us. He created, you know, and he's helping us get to that next level. And so I, I, I just, have, I can't remember who told me about that and kind of related to that, but I've always thought that of like, that's true. There is, there's kind of a natural thing about being human and wanting to create and grow and, and build. And so that's interesting that you, that's kind of your passion. That's what you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. I really just loved it. There's a, um, it's kind of like a saying, or not like a saying, it's just an idea. Um, and it talks about how, like, entrepreneurship can really solve a lot of the world's problems. And mm -hmm. I really believe that. I think that one of the things that I'd like to do one day, too, is to, like, go to back to Guatemala and have some, like, businesses that could help, like, with some of their kind of, like, impoverished needs and stuff. Right. Um, just because, like, I think about it. Like, well, if, you know, if there's a lot more, like, farms, then, like, food would be cheaper if there's a lot more. Right. Because everybody washes clothes by hands there. So, right. you know, I wash my clothes by hands there too sometimes. But um, some people have, like, washing machines, but it's not very common. It's just thinking about, like, you know, if they have, like, laundry mats here, if they had different stuff like that, which are just simple, basic things that we have here in America. Right. Um, just thinking, like, hey, you know, if somebody were to come to market here and do these things, 
help it grow and, and it could it help all the people because other people would have all these things and then you can also make money off it and it's like hey it's a win-win all around i yeah. uh, love a quote by uh stephen covey and talks about you know how you you can have a win-win relationship where you are benefiting from the relationship and the other person's benefiting as well mm-hmm. and in society we don't, we don't have to live where you're always benefiting at somebody else's expense but you can both benefit mutually right um yeah, i think that's from his uh was that seven habits yeah seven habits yeah. yeah and so i just love that idea of that with business because i've had times you know i've had people steal from me before i've had people right. like i go and set up a rental for them and then like like okay like um like they just never pay me and right. then i'm like do i like, show up at the house like what i do right um and stuff and that's they're very much not a win situation it's very much they're they're living at my expense because mm-hmm. i'm not only losing my time and I'm, I'm paying the other guy to help me set up the dance so i'm paying you know losing money and gas and spending right. money my dance was getting you know taking getting down you know used so that's an expense there Mm-hmm. And I just realized that I don't want to live a life like that. I don't want to just live at other people's expense. And I don't right. want to do business with people that live like that. Um, and I just want to be able to do business where the customers, they'll be able to benefit. I'll be able to benefit. My partners will be able to benefit. Because if we're not all benefiting, then, like, you shouldn't do it, you right. know? That's the point, right. And that's what I love about having our current, like, situations that we can all choose if we want to do something or not. We don't have to be forced to work or not, so. Yeah. Hmm. No, I think that's great. I mean, yeah, you have to be there to be honest in business for sure. If you're not being honest and you know, if there's no integrity, it becomes dicey, right? And yeah. And I think most people understand that, but yeah, there's a lot of people who you know, they're seeking their own benefit and that makes it hard. Yeah, there's a quote you can uh, you can shear, shear a goat a hundred times, but you can only skin it once. Right. <laughs> so it's like after that guy stole from me, I was just like, "You skinned the goat, bro. I'm never gonna." Because mm-hmm. I he, uh, the guy had like a little, like rental, like a little venue party in his backyard. So he'd like, he's like, oh, like we can do like, I'll get you a couple of rentals. Future you know, you can come back. Yeah. And so like, you know, he could have kept having more business and making money off like renting it to like the dance floor at his yeah. wedding. But then he just like stole from me once. Then I'm like, dude, you lost all this other future profit you could have had. Right. By just, you know, making a quick, have whatever, some money. Yeah. And so it just was like interesting, you know, that experience of thinking like, I'll never do business with him ever again. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm not going to be stolen from again by him, so. Right, yeah. There's no point in doing dishonest business so with people. So it's been just interesting learning. There's a lot of life experience. I feel like yeah. I've, had, I've had experiences that I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. Yeah. Um, But there are so many great people out there that are honest, and there are so many people, great people that are. Yeah. They really are trustworthy. They they do um, what is right. And I'd say one of the things that I've learned is that if you do something for somebody in a like in a business situation where you're doing something more for them, you have to like always tell them. Like sometimes, um, you like do something extra. You, like you just like, hey, like listen, like normally I like, charge money for this, but I'm gonna give it to you for free. You always have to tell them because yeah. then they don't know. And that's one of the things that's been interesting is just learning how to communicate when you're giving them more value than what they're paying for, mm-hmm. um, or you're doing something extra for them. Then it's important to always tell them so that they know. Yeah. And they feel afterwards. It's just an interesting learning that. Because before I'd kind of just like do it. Like, oh, it's like a nice thing to do. But like, listen, like, hey, I cleaned the dance floor for free for you this time or something. That I normally charge people money for cleaning it. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, And just letting them know, like, I'm doing these things. Or, or even just asking to pay whatever it is. But just not letting that thing go to, like, waste where you're, like, doing it. And you just feel like they're taking advantage of you without letting them know right. that you're doing it for them. And that's one of the things that's been, like, nice to learn is that I feel like I'm a very, like, charitable person willing to help people, but 
you'd like let me know or something that right. if it's just if it's a service thing before mm-hmm. you know instead of just like tricking somebody yeah kind of find where your strengths are that help you and then find what the weaknesses are so you can kind of blend them together yeah i think i i think that's one of the best parts about anything with starting your own thing or entrepreneurship or taking a risk right it doesn't even have to be a business but taking a risk is that you're going to learn the things that you can maybe improve upon and but you're going to grow regardless right yeah so that's powerful i i think that's really powerful well it's been a blast having you on dude i'm really honored i hope your i hope your podcast just keeps going up bro hey that's the goal i you know i try to I knew when we reconnect, I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get him on. It's gonna be a blast to talk to him, and it's been too long, so we'll uh, we'll have to do this again. But plug your uh, plug your places. What like where can people find your businesses? Where can they con- yeah. connect with you? Yeah, plug it. So it's just uh, rent a floor. You can look at me up on Instagram, Facebook. You, you can look at me up on my website. It's just the rent a floor LLC. Well, check him out if you're getting married. Like he might be, and I'm just But yeah, it's been a pleasure. We'll have to get you back on. I'd love to come back on. Okay. Cool. That's